Welcome to Unethical Podcast. Chris, our hero, lost his virginity. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't waiting for that at all. No, 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 no. I'm no. Oh, God. (laughs) Chris was set up with a prostitute named Mia through one of the trolls. And um, he became very infatuated with her after she took his virginity. And this has been confirmed. This did actually happen. He gave her a gift basket and he brought his own towels to their rendezvous <laughs> and he continued paying her and buying her food after this, even when they didn't sleep together. And in oh one of the God. emails where he was talking about her, he said that he would give her his quote, hard massage that his mother really enjoys. Ooh, there you go. And I think that's supposed to be a, a shoulder massage, but it made me want to bark. I feel like it's less a shoulder massage, more a, a red flag. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not liking where this is going. Uh, when Chris ran out of money, he would continue his love quest by walking around and being weird or by trying to get his Facebook friends to hook him up. Sick. I wonder how many like Pikachu fucking medallions or Sonichu medallions he had to sell to get me to come back. Um, I don't believe she ever does. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. On July 10th, Chris and Barb attended their arraignment with a few trolls in attendance. Chris's lawyer introduced Chris as an adult autistic child, which really seemed to piss Chris off. Hold on. Can you imagine being that dedicated that you go to a public fucking hearing? You spent a decade trolling this guy. You're going to see it out to the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. At some point, you know, something fucked up is going to happen. And why not court? Court's got to be the best place. Matt, a judge with that guy? Fucking. You know what, judge? Uh, Give me your gavel. I'm going to take care of the gavel. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Can you throw it at him when you announce the verdict? Uh, Well, in court, Chris stuck his foot in his mouth. When the judge asked him if he understood that if they accepted the plea bargain, they would be responsible for the medical bills incurred by the owner, Chris said, yes, quote, but I don't think that bribing liar deserves one red cent. Oh, (laughs) idiot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you can't go in front. You can't put him in front of a judge. Are you fucked? Yeah, this is also why I think that Bob left them like $393 in in inheritance (laughs) money because that was not a very good lawyer to be able to, like, how could you not fucking try anything in your power to... to... (laughs) I think he swindled them, this guy, and charged them way too much because they're dumb. Probably. The meeting when they first met this lawyer started off with, are you Chris Chan? The guy who made Sonichu? God, I love you. And that's how that meeting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, the judge let this comment slide, but Barb was sentenced to community service and two years probation. And Chris was sentenced to community service with one year probation, 
with the condition that he complies with psychiatric evaluation and treatment, or he will be serving jail time. After this uh, verdict, Chris got really sad and shaved off his eyebrows, and nothing really happened in 2013. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. I've never been that sad where I'm just like, you know what? Bad <laughs> fucking month, man. Manscaped.com. Unethical podcast. Unethical Are you 20. sad? Do you want to shave your eyebrows? <laughs> Head over to manscaped.com and use code unethical20 at the checkout. <laughs> we're definitely getting that sponsorship now <laughs> okay um yeah nothing really happened in 2013 the trolls are bored with chris they don't really talk about him much they don't make a bunch of efforts to coordinate trolling missions uh he did attempt to put together his high school reunion that he badly wanted some more um and the trolls posed his old classmates to fuck with him uh, he created a Facebook group called Braziers for Men, to which he uploaded a bunch of pics of topless dudes with the same picture next to it with a bra Microsoft painted onto them, or just men wearing bras, which is super not gay of him. <laughs> it's not uh, It's not uh, George Costanza's dad just being like, it's a bro! Or the man's ear. Honestly, what a fucking king, man. Like, just like the level of confidence and and just like to think like of course there will be other people who think like this like, <laughs> enough to create a fucking whole ass page about it <laughs> i know there's at least a billion other people like me uh he's the most confident person i've ever heard of this guy for sure and just to have a little bit of that you know mm-hmm. like i don't say i don't think i'm not confident let's say but like i'm not that level uh, he also got banned from a Walmart for going to the electronic section and drawing bras on the covers of Magic Mike DVDs <laughs> and vandalizing Xbox signs, changing them to read Hexbox because he was a very devoted PlayStation guy, which I understand and support. Just wrong, that's all. There ain't, there ain't nothing more toxic than fanboying, and uh, of course he would be. Uh, he also started keeping a bottle full of Lego people meant to represent people he didn't like, which he would vigorously shake whenever he got angry which seems like a very healthy coping mechanism, in my opinion. Sure. His mother got scabies from their gross house, uh, which he once again recorded a video tour of that was leaked. Nobody to chop down my internet now. I can make all the dirty house videos I want. Fuck you, Bob. They were having financial troubles, given the whole trial thing. So Chris tried to sell a box of 54 porno DVDs for (laughs) $1,000, which he did not sell. (laughs) Uh, Chris and his mom also apparently like both lost a bunch of weight during this time. I don't know if it was on purpose or what, but they both like lost a shit ton of weight. Oh, and he released a poem. Oh, good. Yeah, he hasn't done that in a while. So let's enjoy that. Oh, good. (laughs) It's titled Pain Enduring Since October 29th, 2013. (laughs) My heart lost of past true friendships and the theoretical love from it iron front flat and steel plated bolted to keep it flat constantly bleeding love and emotions lost bruising to constant heart pain and ache with caving in of the breast chest space in front of it irreparable caused by the heartfulest truth of close high school gal pal quote hired help sarah bevel total adult condensating bitch 
So Sarah Bevel was one of the high school gal pals and the trolls pretended to be her and were just a dick to him. And he thinks it was actually her. So he made this poem about her and he said she's a condensating bitch. <laughs> Condescending, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, she, she she's one damp motherfucker. Yeah, she doesn't condense. <laughs> yeah. 2014 started with a bang for Chris. When on January 10th, a fire erupted in the Chandler home. This fire started when Chris was using a Keurig coffee maker to make himself a cup of coffee. And the coffee maker was powered using an extension cord that was plugged into the bathroom. And several years of opening and closing the bathroom door had exposed the wires inside the cord, which caused a spark that ignited the hoard. Uh, One firefighter was injured putting out the blaze and one of the family cats did unfortunately perish. And this isn't the first cat that Chris and Barb have killed. Their neighbor's cat allegedly attacked him once, uh, which is fair. And they called animal control, who euthanized it, which is not fair. So fuck that guy. Rather than calling 911 right away, they tried to put out the fire with a fire extinguisher. Uh, Chris naturally took to Facebook to blame Keurig for the fire, and Barb accused the firefighters of stealing things, because they both suck. (laughs) Uh, Chris and Barb were provided a temporary home by their uh, insurance provider while their home was being cleared out and renovated. And uh, I have no idea how they were found to not be at fault for this, but somehow they weren't. Good for them. (laughs) Justice. Somebody came in and cleared out their, like, when they were cleaning it. Oh, my God. I wonder how this turns out. Could you imagine if they were on an episode of Hoarders? How fucking good would that episode be? So good. Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. Yeah, because like today is that's like the only way you'd get a glimpse of like a guy like this. Because like I think in a, a half hour, hour long reality thing where the, he's just a character in it is is something that I may have even seen before. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? I just feel like that's existed. All right. Um, in an absolutely beautiful show, followers of the Quickie Forum sent Chris and Barb a very large care package containing toiletries, pet care supplies, vitamins, clothing, art supplies for Chris, gift card gift cards for restaurants, and a money order for $500. And Chris responded with this heartfelt post. Hey, Dodo Brains, thanks a lump. You did not sign the front of the money order that came with the big box. The bank is unable to do anything with it. Contact your bank or make out a new thing and U.S. mail it to our home address. And he then provided his brand new home address in full. And he also took an extra step of adding a feeling to his post. And does anyone want to guess what that feeling is? Annoyed. Mm -mm. Europe. Actually, ooh, it was the Pacific Rim. (laughs) Of course it was. Uh, It was drunk. Oh. Oh. Yeah, this fucking asshole can eat shit. The sender of the package verified that it could be cashed as it was a money order and not a check. And Chris <laughs> deleted his post and posted a new one, thanking them for their generous contributions, but including that he wished the quickie site were removed forever. Uh, he also received an additional package containing $65, a t-shirt, and a Sonic hat. All right. Um, Chris shared another incredibly poorly thought out email in the coming days with a troll posing as a woman. In it, he told her that his dick is so big that he can reach behind him, pull his dick backwards, and fuck himself with the ass with his own dick. And that he can even walk around like that because his dick is so long. Yeah, that's 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 um a proven 
pickup line. Um, <laughs> and, uh, just it, it enhances uh, the woman's view of your masculinity. You're like, wow, if he can fuck himself in his own ass. Well, after he like transitions a little bit more, um, this is how he actually wanders around during the day. He stores it up his ass so that it looks like he has a vagina. Well, that's how he's got the big crook in it. But that didn't happen until, well, maybe it did. <laughs> so it's like a boomerang. Yeah, it's perfectly, exactly. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be that long. It's just perfectly shaped. That's true. Uh, well, he told her that she and all the other women where he lives, except for me and the prostitute, are missing out. <laughs> He's like, I've, I've had my dick. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, during this time, some of Chris's friends attempted to help him find a girlfriend or pardon me, a sweetheart. Uh, however, he kept rejecting these people, mostly for being fat or not attractive enough. Chris also took to Facebook to beg for his friends to buy him Lego sets or to buy his late father's possessions, during which time several concerned friends tried to get him to understand how greedy he was being. And Chris would run away from these comments, saying things like he had a headache. Chris started making some income selling drawings of his Sonichu characters, commissions, and autographed photos. It's estimated that his first month doing this, he made about $1,500. That being said, he quickly spent that money. And he claimed it was spent by his mother on bills and dentistry. However, the trolls were able to see his eBay purchase history and knew for sure that he spent some and knew for sure at least some unnecessary purchases happened there. And he admitted to spending some of the money replacing Lego sets that he lost in the fire. And so he took to Facebook to beg for more money as he no longer had any money for ink for his printer to fulfill his orders. Uh, he later delayed them again due to being too busy getting to know his new sweetheart, Catherine the Troll. He made up the money by offering replica Sonichu medallions, which did sell like hotcakes, and Chris failed to fulfill. Uh, one of the people he sold a medallion to filed a complaint against him with eBay, and Chris blasted his full name and home address on Facebook, accusing him of bullying. And then one of Chris's trolls called that guy and informed him, and of course the guy was pissed. And Chris sent out the medallion, which he molded into an angry face as a childish petty act. Um, But yeah, I mean, if he had a decent work ethic and saved his money responsibly instead of buying video games and Legos, he could have supported the house entirely on this business. Think what what he would be like if he didn't have Legos and video games keeping him busy. Like, Think what other havoc he'd be causing. Other? Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. He's he's being strapped, like tethered to a video game or tethered to building a Lego that is keeping him busy for a couple hours, at least a day. So like imagine he he didn't have those like those things are probably very useful to Chris Chan to keeping him less crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And his in his current capacity. Sure. I think also if, if he had better equipped and less shitty parents and an actual support structure for his disability it wouldn't have mattered he'd be fine but yeah well that's that's the underlying issue to this whole thing right is right nobody gave a shit yeah but also you're right thank god for the video games in lieu of that Yeah, so instead of just, like, fulfilling his orders and and having a decent work ethic, he continued to sell his late father's stuff, 
and eventually he sold his and his mother's cars. Uh, his mom, by the way, drove a BMW sports car. Um, Chris ended up meeting Catherine in person. The two of them met at a local Apple, Applebee's to share a meal, and he brought her a mixtape containing songs that he had sung over for her. Uh, she also brought a second troll posing as her cousin that gave her a ride. And Chris was his usual creepy self during the date, trying to hold her hand, play footsie under the table and staring at her titties like a lot. And the full audio recording of this date was leaked online. Chris, I will say, expressed a very mature understanding of the merits of open relationships. Um, I don't really remember how it came up, but the trolls tried to make him feel stupid, but he wasn't the stupid one in this conversation. They can't all be, they can't all be, uh, uh, get them to shout out Eric Klebold and Eric Harrison, Dylan Klebolds. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're going to miss. Sometimes they're not going to be good trolls. Right. <laughs> also just like setting up women to be harassed and abused. Like it's like, cause this wasn't, this was another non-genuine date, right? Yeah. It's so fucked up. Chris invited the two trolls to his his house, the one that burnt somewhat down, to like see how the rebuild was going. And uh, when it was time to leave, Chris put his arm around Catherine and tried to kiss her. He also offered her his prized class ring. And Chris agreed to be in an open relationship with Catherine. So the trolls decided to subtly tell him that Catherine is sleeping with other people. And Chris immediately interfered with the openness in their open relationship <laughs> and wrote an email to the guy that she was apparently boning. And it contained this delightful poem. My name's not Fred. Don't wet the bed. Is your face feeling red? You have bad street cred. Has your family been fed? We've got a lawn to mow and shred. The pencil has lead. The patient has bled. Stay out of my shed. Don't break the bread. For your crimes have you pled. The book has been read. I fear where to tread. Lord Zed. The lesbians have been wed. The world is corrupted. My bear likes to be called Ted. Hasn't enough been said. Oh, look, it's Ed. Your consciousness and mentality is limited. You do not know everything of the world and perfection of anything is only a grand illusion in your head. <laughs> that one just doesn't roll off the tongue like the rest of it. Too much, no. No, that's, that's just like, I'm throwing this last one in here, but fuck, you got roasted. Yeah. It was it was really clever of him to forego um, all the normal conventions of poetry, like you know, uh, uh, lyrical quality or clever rhyming, instead of just one sound over and over again. Well, he didn't sell his dad's thesaurus yet, or his rhyming dictionary yeah. yet. So, <laughs> Catherine did not like the poem. And she was like, that's so immature, you are dumped. And Chris tried to make it up to Catherine's boy toy, who happened to be black, of course, by saying, I actually like my brothers and sisters. I'm not a racist or a bigot. <laughs> Followed by the most offensive thing I have ever heard him say. Bill Cosby is a funny person. Oh. But at some point, Chris got his taint pierced with a barbell piercing, and he nice. said he did it for his lesbian soul as a way to simulate having a clitoris. So nice. that's like a good point to start at. Yeah, let's go in dry. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> if I was like really, really, really 
and I'm not saying I'm not, but maybe I'm not, I don't have as many reallys on this, but if I was really, 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 really fucking dumb, I would think piercing my tent would uh, mimic a clit. So I could see the line of thinking, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think that's crazy. Yeah. Well, he said that he wanted to use it to stimulate a woman's clitoris during scissoring. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get a taint piercing then. I didn't even think of scissoring my wife. Yeah, no. <laughs> That'd be very thoughtful of you. I think I'm gonna go up and get one. <laughs> it's gonna be tough to top that one for yourself, Richard. I, I didn't even think of scissoring my wife. <laughs> Yeah, uh, his body ultimately ended up rejecting the piercing, or probably more likely the piercing rejected him. (laughs) (laughs) So he never got to scissor anyone with it. Oh, man. Uh, Imagine, think of how gross he is, and think of how gross that would have been if it didn't, like, like, if it would have, like, think of how stinky that would have been. Like, think of no one wanting to scissor that ever. Like, a pussy scissor? No, thanks. Thanks. I really wanted to think about that. Sorry, but like that's the only thing I think about is how gross this guy is. Put it this way: I got my nipples pierced when I was seventeen in Quebec. Those didn't last long; they got infected right quick. Now I have diamond-shaped nipples. Not <laughs> I'm, not I'm not even joking about that. So I can't imagine. I'm I clean. You know what I mean? What about Chris Chan? Wow. What does taint look like? We'll oh, we'll get we'll get into his taint even more in a little oh, while. Great. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm so that's the that's the greatest thing I've ever heard you say. There's I'm, I'm more so excited to, there's about more to come. Them. Yeah. I don't remember what year we're in. 2010, maybe? Holy fuck, 2014. Okay. 2014 was a big year. I forgot that he started identifying as a lesbian. That's right. Yes. Still identifies as a man, but a lesbian man. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. I don't even get that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm a lesbian. Like, I'm a guy who, def- who identifies as a lesbian, I think. I don't know. Like, but I don't get it. You can't, you can't until you pierce your taint. That's true. I'll be there soon. Yeah. Then. There you go. My diamond nipples is a good start. <laughs> yeah, you're not. <laughs> You do, you do have a head start. Diamond nips. <laughs> if I was like a magic mic stripper, that'd be welcome to the stage, diamond. <laughs> and then they're horrified by the reasoning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at these. <laughs> oh my god, they're so parallel- parallelogrammy. <laughs> On November 5th, 2014. The owner of Chris's troll site, the Quickie, decided that he was shutting down the forum as he had found Chris's defeat and depression over the last few years to be morally reprehensible, and it had genuinely bothered him. Uh, He said that he felt evil for glorifying Chris's torture and rewarding people for their contributions at Chris's expense, and he exposed every single troll involved in the forum, including the ones that Chris didn't know about yet. So he doxed them, all of them. Cool. Well, chill move. Yeah. After the grand exposure of all the trolls, he didn't have any troll enemies for a while. They kind of went into hiding. So instead, he chose some other interim nemeses, including Sega, as they had dared to change the color of Sonic the Hedgehog's arms from tan to blue in the new Sonic game, Sonic Boom. <laughs> I was mad, too. So I can feel I feel it. You weren't you weren't this mad. No one was this mad. <laughs> 
Through Facebook, the Meverse, and vigorous letter writing and glitter bomb making, Chris campaigned to reverse this injustice. Many trolls tried to convince Chris that Sega became aware of his campaign. In one episode of Sonic Boom, the TV show, Sonic, ser- Sonic was served a sandwich with extra pickles, and Sonic responded that he hated pickles. And uh, one of the trolls sent the clip to Chris with the comment, quote, this was an act of war, Chris. <laughs> Anything pickle related is about me. <laughs> to confirm, Sega was well aware of Chris. Oh, they were, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Be surprised. They're, he's like destroying one of their most important characters. So he would think that they would be very aware. That's of it. true. And he's, he's trying to steal it too. Like, so both those things, he is destroying it by trying to steal it. So, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They used it to like appeal to their audience as well because they know a lot of their audience knows who chris chan is after the first sonic movie came out they did an interview with fucking i can't remember his name right now the guy the main human dude sonic's friend in the sonic movie can't remember his name james marsden yes thank you not in this case but yes (laughs) anyway yeah they did an interview with him and he asked i can't remember what he asked him he basically asked him if like they should have Sonichu appear in the movie or something like that in an interview with like, I don't know what it was like Mogo or something like that. And he was like, I have no idea who that is. Liar. <laughs> Everyone knows. Everyone knows that blue spike was James Marsden. Yeah. And you did it with only two thirds of the dicks here. You know what? If liquid Chris is a doctor, I believe it. Then <laughs> 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 blue spike is critically acclaimed actor, James Marsden. <laughs> critically acclaimed that's going a bit i was being generous i was trying to find some kind of yeah i i also disagree with that statement christy you're right (laughs) no offense mr marsden since you definitely listen to this show yeah i i I, mr marsden i would like to say all offense i meant that to offend you RJ is the only critic that matters and he has acclaimed you. So there you go. You're now critically yeah. acclaimed. Yeah. Please feel free to come on the show and prove us wrong. <laughs> Better yet, come on the show and prove us right. <laughs> Later on in the dispute with Sega, the official Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter page responded to a user's tweet about Sonichu, saying that the players might be able to play as Sonichu if Chris allowed them to give Sonichu blue arms. So they were very aware. Oh my wow. God. That, that is hilarious. That is actually hilarious. Chris claimed all of this was fake. The conflict came to an end though when Sega announced their new game, Sonic and Mario at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games because the promotional art depicted Sonic with his classic tan arms. So Chris believed he'd been uh, victorious against Sega because they listened to him and changed Sonic back to the tan arms. Now, as I said before, this was a brief entry, but please, I urge you listeners to understand this blue arm bullshit went on for months and was easily five hours of the content that I watched on this guy. Uh, Aside from Sega, he declared war against the Fairfax, Virginia cryobank for not allowing him to be a sperm donor. (laughs) I got a Pierce James. Can I donate some sperm? Like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Capisky. It comes out the bottom of his taint now because... Oh, oh ew, no, stop. <laughs> wow. And you thought you dribbled, Richard. <laughs> he just pops it like a zit. And just... <laughs> I just made Christy almost barf. Wow. 
That is just... <laughs> that was funny. I like that. It's going to be a wild one today. I don't know what's up. Ooh, rare form. <laughs> Ain't you? Chris assumed that they wouldn't let him be a sperm donor because of his autism and or transphobia, one of which is definitely a legitimate reason to reject someone as a sperm donor. And I will not tell you which one. Draw your own conclusions. Now, it was during this feud that the newly named Christine Christian Christopher Ricardo Weston Chandler posted his services as a sperm donor for lesbian couples online. And trolls naturally found this information and posed as lesbian couples interested in Chris's sperm. And one troll managed to get a video from Chris where he shows them all of the sperm samples that he stores in his freezer for the lucky lesbian couples. Why does he get, or why does she get it in her head to fucking even be a sperm donor? Like, you're just asking for these people to fuck with you, man. I'm like, it's unreal. The samples in the video went back over a year and were stored in Tupperware. (laughs) And obviously, Christy, you're a nurse. Um, A freezer is going to kill your swimmers so fucking fast. Yeah, they're all dead. They're all there is no there is no life in his sperm probably fucking committed suicide before they even left this place. (laughs) I was I was gonna say that. Yeah, they they come out dead, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) But doesn't he like is maybe he's just putting in a Tupperware for later because doesn't he like eat that shit? Maybe he's just like leftover. He's making smoothies. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A handful of frozen cum and some blueberries. Probably, yeah. Yeah, he was probably drinking a smoothie one day. I'm sorry, she was probably drinking a smoothie one day and was like hmm you know what makes some money yeah exactly that's what i was thinking like oh i got too much now you know when you get too many frozen bananas you're like oh i have too many bananas now what am i going to do with these bananas you got to do something with them yeah you can only make so many smoothies you got to start yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. oh geez if only you could get hold of that cookbook you were talking about rj yes little side note this is your mom's favorite part of the whole episode series just so you know my mom watched the entire 60 part <laughs> documentary because i made her so she's oh, well aware nice good yeah so chris did zero research on this we'll come back to the lesbian trolls later but from here on out in the story as of this incident chris identifies as a fully fully womanized woman okay <laughs> like someone who was had like a like a secretary who had a shitty boss and just kept calling her toots yeah so we'll refer to her as her from this point on at some point in 2014 through 2015 chris also started taking female hormones and chris actually took her transition so seriously that throughout the next few years she would spend hours a day trying bullshit internet tactics to make her more female including breast massage 30 minutes a day of vibrating nipple stimulation and listening to youtube videos of subliminal frequencies that allegedly made your tits bigger and made you spontaneously grow a pussy nice yeah, that's 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 called scientific research, Celeste. All right. Binaural beats, they're called. Ooh. It's a thing. That's true. I've heard about this. Like it's an ASMR thing, right? Like Yeah, and they're supposed to be really good, like when you study and stuff. Yep. And if you listen to them too much, your your nipples turn into diamonds. They have them for everything. They have like ones for telekinesis and ones for like to make you grow hair if you go bald they have binaural beats for everything on youtube it's the dumbest shit it's like a weird matrix but with sound they they just sound cool yeah the first time i ever got caught being high was um when i was listening to binaural beats in my living room and i did not anticipate anyone coming home (laughs) (laughs) 
should we unpack that? No, we're fine. What? <laughs> Who has not been caught getting high? <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, why are you listening to binary? That's, that's that's why you listen to those beats. Like, what were you learning? Like, were you trying to spontaneously grow? Oh, up nothing. Just, like, what were you trying oh, to do? You fucking morons! It's not what they're for. They don't do that. It just sounds cool. It's just 3D audio. RJ, I don't want to submit a receipt for my goddamn bounce. Okay, watch your fucking tone. <laughs> okay, so uh, the infamous GameStop incident occurred December 26, 2014. RJ is very aware of this event. I have no idea. I'm very excited. <laughs> Chris went into a GameStop at our local mall. Uh, Chris had been banned before for vandalism. Based on her first post after the incident, the vandalism was that she was going into the GameStops and taping her own printed covers where Sonic had tan arms over the covers of Sonic Boom games. <laughs> and this cover also had a link to her Facebook protest page. <laughs> Amazing. It's a harmless protest. Like, I have no problem with that. She's standing up for the people's issues. It's like drawing bras on Magic Mike DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she entered the store, several employees approached her and told her she had to leave. Chris protested, asking to let bygones be bygones, but the staff insisted that she leave or they would call security. And a bystander filmed a video of Chris as she left who pepper sprayed the store's manager on her way out. <laughs> and this is where the oh quote goodness. from RJ's play with yourself intro comes from. Yeah. Don't call anybody. She goes, don't call anybody. <laughs> and the wow. video is so funny because it's not even like, like it's still bad, but it's not like a direct, like, like you think like pepper spray in the face. She's just like misting it in the air. Like it's like, it's air freshener. <laughs> the fucking game <laughs> I don't still fuck you up. I don't even care. Oh, for I, sure. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just such a cowardly move. I think I've seen this video. I think this is the only thing, Chris Chan, I know. I think I've seen this. This one sounds familiar to me. It is, is he, very famous. Is he yelling at the person for a while? No, is that a no. That is, that is a different that is a different GameStop trans woman incident. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I know what when you're talking about and it is yes yeah that's that's ma'am that's the that's the ma'am oh yes because yes that's that's the one I know yes yes okay okay I don't know Christian at all there you go that chick also fucking rocks though like (laughs) (laughs) I love that video (laughs) I love it from watching the video it was only a small amount of the spray and it wasn't aimed at anyone's face and it was like a fair distance so it wasn't like like he was trying to like blind them or any, or she was trying to blind them or anything like that. It was just like, and then she left. Yeah. Like sp- sprayed like a skunk <laughs> and then like bolted. And it was oh, on wow. the way out too. Cause she's yeah. a coward. Um, so police arrived on the scene about 30 minutes later and they found Barb alone in the mall because she's not allowed to go there without Barb. Aww. And uh, Barb told them Chris probably went to the home. So the police went to Chris's home and promptly arrested her. Several of the trolls attempted to contact the jail to get more information about Chris. They weren't successful. Cops were doing their jobs. And uh, Chris was held in jail until her video court date the following Monday. Uh, She was subsequently charged with unlawful release of a dangerous gas, a hilarious class six felony, and made $2,500 bail. I don't know. I I think just spraying uh, pepper spray will fuck you up. Like you just being around it. Mm. Pucin or capicin or whatever that shit is. Capsaicin. 
capsaicin. That stuff like bad. <laughs> like it's hot peppers, man. They're spraying mm-hmm. fucking pepper spray is bad. Bear spray is like ten times worse. Yeah, right. Control stuff is even worse than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Chris claimed that she wasn't there to vandalize that day, just to check their selection of pre-owned games, and that she was the victim there. And Chris's followers were not supportive of her position. The incident went viral online and brought even more attention to Chris's campaign against Sega. And not in a good way. Shortly after this, Chris once again went into a store that she was banned from and threatened the staff with her pepper spray. (laughs) She was not arrested this time as the staff did not contact police. Has she just gotten pepper spray? Like, did she just learn about pepper spray and was like, I can just fuck people up with pepper spray? Well, she's like, I'm a woman now. So suddenly men are going to find me very easy to assault oh, and kidnap. Of course. My male privilege is gone. Yeah. Oh my God. It might, look, it might sense. <laughs> I, if I was, like I said, if I was really, 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 really fucking dumb, I can understand why you would think that. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's a woman thing, honestly. Like I don't have pepper spray or anything like that, but I honestly think it was just now that I am a female, I am at risk. The trolls decided that they were going to try to shut down. This is the Sonic campaign by hacking into Chris's Nintendo accounts and exposing that she had purchased the Sonic Boom game on multiple consoles, which was accurate. The investigation also revealed that Chris had between $6,000 and $19,000 in Nintendo consoles and content to her name. Once again, demonstrating her financial disastrousness. Oh, I don't know that that's proof of sound investment. (laughs) on that for us you mispronounced what you were saying that's, did that's i called... <laughs> my mistake quality financial investment strategy you're right it was all me how could i be so narrow-minded i don't know if you if you pick up on you know these good economic practices maybe one day you'll have a dollar maybe i might <laughs> gotta spend money to make money right that's right yeah and you start with eight, eight copies of of the new pokemon game and not not even one both of the different kinds, just eight copies of the one kind. Well, no, that's dumb because someone will actually play those. What I have to do is buy a wall full of games that no one will ever play. That that too, that would help. You're, you're learning. I get it. You're right. I, I'll shut up. You got this. In early February of 2015, Chris was preparing for her court date. She made a post explaining she was depressed and that all she wanted was for people to like her. Uh, One of her followers offered to start a fundraiser for a gift certificate for Chris to have a day at the beauty spa. And Chris declined, instead asking for money for Lego. (laughs) (laughs) I just want a friend. Oh, Oh. well, how about we hang out sometime? No! (laughs) (laughs) What you can do... Chris was granted a continuance until April 2nd, as it took them several months to raise enough money to hire a lawyer, and the lawyer had not had time to prepare. So on April 2nd, 2015, Chris attended court again. According to the trolls in attendance, Chris parked in a spot marked for judges only, and she once again got a continuance (laughs) until May 7th. (laughs) Well, I judge this to be a good decision. Yeah, so she once again got a continuance until May 7th, this time to go for a psychiatric evaluation, which Chris did not fulfill. During this break, Chris started selling altered Sonichu amiibos, which seems super illegal. And she also started petitioning to have Sonichu introduced as a downloadable character in Super Smash Bros, promising that uh, if the trolls made it happen, she would release more of the Sonichu comic. That did not happen. 
On May 7th, Chris attended court again and was once again given a continuance as she had not completed the psychiatric evaluation for the mental health plea. Uh, according to the trolls in the audience, they were ambushed by a reporter that wanted to interview them about why they do what they do, and the trolls ran away like a bunch of pussies. Yeah. During this new break, Chris started getting really into gay nightclubs and drag shows. So uh, trolls who would record her excursions to the bars would write that Chris was always thrilled and happy to be there and that the people there knew and accepted her for who she was. They also released several positive interactions Chris had with drag queens and strangers. And on the whole, it was like very wholesome, very fun. And no one seemed disgusted by Chris there. He finally found his people. Sad. He probably fucked that up quick, though. Well, it was only for a while that she was doing it. So honestly, I would assume the drinking. Probably she's kind of a, a lot when she drinks. <laughs> kind of a lot. <laughs> I was gonna say kind of a lot always. Do tell. Drink <laughs> a lot. Drink a lot. She also started taking part in burlesque shows and claimed that she was no. frequently praised for her audience work. Now, as you can imagine, having this group of people that accepts her and having something to be passionate about did not make her a better person. Uh, on June 11th, Chris attended court again. Onlookers noted that she seemed very calm and social, and they also mentioned that the judge was far more kind and patient with her than the judges she had had in previous cases. And they attributed this to her autism get-out-of-jail-free card. And there was, uh, lo and behold, another continuance. On July 23rd, Chris attended court again. Pretty uneventful, another continuance. But Chris allegedly ripped a very wet, loud fart during someone else's case. Fuck yeah. Fuck power yeah, move dude. yes parking in judges spots fucking giving the middle finger to mental health and then ripping farts during hearings hell yeah you're showing the justice system who's bitch <laughs> like how is he getting all these continuances just not or she just not doing the things that she's supposed to do like sometimes but honestly that's just the way that it works they're so backed up with cases all the time i got you yeah pe people really like to paint the american justice system as like this like pipeline to jail and like that just simply isn't true for white people or rich people or mentally mm. ill people well white mentally <laughs> ill people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris started really focusing on her business. She was no longer begging for money and sending products late, and uh, she started moving her business onto Etsy. A YouTuber who reviewed the Sonichu comics on his channel donated $1,000 to Chris to help fund her completion of the next issue of Sonichu. And the YouTuber claimed uh, he did this because he felt guilty that he had become successful on YouTube on the back of Chris's work. Chris accepted the donation with grace, sending the uh, donor a set of all of the Sonichu medallions, as well as a set of all of the Sonichu amiibos at no charge. If this like series takes off, can we just not give Chris Chan any money? Oh, um, we can. No. Yes. But no. If this series takes off, we're giving Barb some money. Okay. Oh, yeah, Barb did. Bob, Barb's, Barb's not a piece of shit, so. She's been through what a lot. Of? She's kind of a piece of shit, but she's been through a lot. So we'll send her, we'll send her some money. Okay. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. We're not giving anybody money. Fuck everyone. Perfect. That was, <laughs> that, that was, that's that probably the, that's actually a lot better. I was like, I guess like you're the, you do you man, but I'm not giving like, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Dude, I mean, I'll be honest with you though. Like if I was like Sega and Nintendo, I would like put our heads together and seriously consider just giving chris like four million dollars to just buy sonichu from him 
Um, and I mean, cause like a, then you'd have like, you'd own a fucking incredibly popular meme, like no problem. And that you could just, it, that's a whole fucking IP based in memory. And then B $4 million would obliterate Chris Chan. Like that would just be an absolute self-destruct button. So then you wouldn't have to worry about anything afterwards. But like think about Chris Chan with $4 million though, like, yes. Or the worst thing that could have ever happened to them. Cause he, now he has money to fuck with them. Like before he was just putting pieces of paper on games and game stops, <laughs> you know, now he's going to be like paying $10,000. The first person who goes and shits on the, <laughs> the, the doorsteps of Nintendo or something ridiculous like that. You know what I mean? Like now you can jackass the shit out of it. Right. Okay. So Chris used this money to arrange print copies of the comic to sell through her Etsy page. And uh, Chris went through her entire comic series to remove any mention of the fake slash troll girlfriends. The violent execution scene, instead opting to have the criminals serve their sentence in an Amish community. (laughs) And all of her homophobic rhetoric. So two comics left. She just changed it. Like she changed her cure for homophobia into being a cure for the zombie apocalypse. Shit like that. Oh, Oh, those are very equal on the same like. It's easy to change that one. I, I, I see that. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, no. Yeah, I've been stocking up on sports bras in, in preparation for. I forgot about the sports bras. <laughs> How could you forget about? They're the actually very bras. comfortable. <laughs> you can only wear them twice, then you got to throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so people who bought her comics said that Chris used low quality digital files, which resulted in grainy prints. And the paper was like cheap matte paper. But that being said, despite doing all of this, Chris did not deliver any new pages of Sonichu, as she had promised. Fans also sent Chris a $500 Visa gift card, which they kept the information from so that they could track her purchases. Chris spent the entire gift card in about a month, mostly on fast food. Fans were disappointed with Chris when she took to Facebook to beg for money again in September of 2015, asking this time for a large donation so she could purchase a V-string which is a prosthetic vagina. Oh, are you going to describe what a V-string is to me? Like exactly, like, do I have to look it up? I'll look it up. It's basically like underwear that just flattens your dick. Oh, oh I looked at it. Okay. Yeah, I mean like, <laughs> oh, man, all right. Now I'm going to look too. I get it now. Couple that thing with the gaping hole in her taint and she basically has a pussy, right? It's not, it's not a gaping hole. It's just scar tissue from a, a piercing gone bad. She said that in return for whoever donated the money, she would send the donator a, uh, an image of her wearing it. And then she yes. took the post down. On October 15th, Chris attended court again. Trolls in attendance mentioned that Chris and Barb had a very inappropriate relationship for a mother and child. They described Chris and Barb holding hands and Chris giving her mother massages out in the open and Barb being seemingly receptive to it. Chris also apparently snapped at Barb when uh, she was called up to the stand. Chris was called up to the stand and Chris told her to unclog her ears and follow her up so that she can keep track of what the judge says. And Barb would have been 72 years old at this time and probably hard of hearing. Onlookers also said that both of them, well, mostly Barb, had lost a significant amount of weight and Barb walked extremely slowly. Chris was found guilty, finally, and uh, sentence. She was given a six-month suspended sentence. 
meaning that if she did not commit any crimes in the next six months, she would serve no jail time. But if she did, she would serve 18 months in prison. And her ban from the mall was also lifted, but all other bans remained in place. She could go to the mall, but just not into any of the stores. <laughs> None of the ones she was banned from, I guess. This town was really small. And so I think they lifted the ban from the mall because it's like the only place in Ruckersburg or Ruckersville or whatever to get like clothes and shit like that. But I mean, this is like, what did you say, 2015 now? There's like, there's Amazon and shit. Like you want to be an asshole, you know, I'll go in places Amazon time. Yeah, but I feel like that would encourage Chris to spend even more time on the internet. And surely they know what he gets up to there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think of that. So uh, one year after her last YouTube video, Chris returned to the platform to plug her Etsy store. Cleavage on full display with a slightly more feminine, soft-spoken voice. Within a week, she also uploaded another video apologizing for past homophobic remarks. It's speculated that she was in contact with another troll during this time, as typically she didn't post videos without being prompted to by someone else. Another week or so later, Chris posted on YouTube again. This time, she sensually sprawled out on her bed and sent out a message to her lady fans that she was available for eating pussy, complete with seductive bra flashing. I wish I had the balls of this guy, you know? He's got the... or. Uh... I, I think he'd give weird... them to you if you asked. Doesn't seem that's like he I... wants them much. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was going to say. That was a weird sentence for that. But this just so, like, no fear to do anything. Like, that's got to be a troll telling him to do that, right? Or her to do that, right? Probably. Like, sure. Like, anything. It's crazy. Well, no, sometimes he's a little hesitant. <laughs> How dare you? He's full of reservations. <laughs> should know this by now. As much of, like a fuckhead as she is like overall like i kind of respect that i kind of think it's it, to put be able to do that like be full out out there all the time i i find it's it's a rare quality most times it's annoying as shit but if you can get someone that's good at it then it's it's interesting it's an interesting quality yeah Chris was back in full swing on YouTube after this, mostly plugging her merchandise, but she also released a plea for her half-siblings to make an effort to get in touch with her and scolded them for never considering her family. Shortly after this, she released custom-made jerk-offs, which, like I mentioned, are like henchmen in the Sonichu story. And she made them modeled after her three half-siblings. The day after, November 13th, 2015, which is a day that we have discussed in detail in a past episode, Uh, Chris posted a drawing with a lengthy caption sharing her prayers after the, who remembers? What date is it? November 13th, 2015. Paris terrorist attacks. Oh, 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 God. (laughs) In very poor fashion, Chris claimed the terrorists were just misunderstood people with mental frustrations and sadness, and that as well as France, she was praying for them too. Because as always, she is just so fucking tone deaf. Chris discovered a new nemesis during this time, a trans woman known by either Jeff or Francine, but uh, with the online handle Maple Sugar. This individual came to Chris's attention after she found out online that they were selling Sonichu t-shirts and also producing a video game called the Christian Weston Chandler Adult Chronicles, an 8-bit style game modeled after the early Legend of Zelda games. But you were playing as Chris. And this troll was also pretending to be Chris plugging the game. Now, I believe there is still a playable version out there, but I couldn't find it. That's cool. I'm gonna look for that. I'd play that. Me too, man. I just couldn't find it. 
Chris made a YouTube video in response telling Maple to either split the profits 50-50 or shut the site down. Maple responded by adding a scene to the video game where Chris tells her to split the profits or shut it down, and she simply responds, no. Chris decided to do some web sleuthing to find some dirt on Maple, and she ended up finding three OkCupid profiles, an arrest for urinating in a playground, and evidence that they squeeze lemon juice into their dickhole. <laughs> How do you get evidence for that? Video, I would assume. Photographic or video. But I mean, this is, Chris found this on the, on the other person? Yeah. Wow. That sounds like it's a troll again. Mm. It might be. <laughs> Chris also stated that she rejects Maple's inclusion in the trans community because Maple had no female soul. They were a stereotypical male bastard with no friends. You sound like someone's boyfriend, and I don't like people with boyfriends. I don't like boyfriends. <laughs> Chris demanded $120,000 for Maple to remove her Sonichi merchandise from their online store and for them to work for him, continuing to develop the video game, as well as an apology for posing as Chris online. And Maple responded with a very sarcastic email kissing Chris's ass and saying they were transitioning back to Jeff because they were not worthy. And Chris didn't get it. He instead read the email out loud in a video and thanked them for their kind words and cooperation. If I was if I was really, 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 really dumb, I would think this is nice, too. So as you may have guessed, Maple did, in fact, not cooperate. They actually added several new selections to their online store, including various memes concerning Chris, including a bra that said man boobs, a t-shirt about her cake farts video, a thong that said ugly growth, which is Chris's term for his, for her penis since she transitioned, underwear that said dirty crap briefs, and a phone case with a picture of a can of mace that said don't call anybody. (laughs) Send me the link. (laughs) Goddamn. This is where we plug Manscaped with my commercial about my ugly growth (laughs) speaking of ugly growths support for unethical podcast is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming pubing grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code UNETHICAL20 at manscaped.com. Now, 4 million men worldwide, that's, if I'm not mistaken, 8 million balls, which is way more impressive sounding. Now, I want to tell you, I, I've ever since I got this performance package 4.0, I have been pumped. I, I, I'll tell you the truth right now. I am, I don't really shave my pubes. And it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I have, uh, I have these weird growths in my pube area that kind of like protrude out of my skin. So every time I go down there to shave, I would be clipping them, nipping them off. So Manscaped was actually good enough to send us a package of goodies here. It's called the Performance Package 4.0. It's got a bunch of cool stuff in here. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. That's what I, I got around the growths with. It's got a light on it too. So I, I was surprised. I flicked on the. I was like, what's this button doing? I was like, whoa, I can see the growth close up. But with their cutting edge ceramic blades, it reduces accidents. Uh, they got that skin safe technology. It's just uh, it, the weed whacker 
ear and nose hair trimmer. I don't have ear hair. I want to try it on my ears. If anybody has, like, my, maybe I'll go see my dad. I'll get him to, but I don't want to put it in his ear and then put it in my nose after. Just weird, but it worked good on the nose. I'm telling you, I feel like I'm actually getting the oxygen required to think properly, oxygenating my brain. They also sent me some crop preserver ball deodorant. Man, oh man, I, I never even knew I wanted ball deodorant. You know, I didn't even think my balls really stank, but like now if I'm not wearing it, I can tell the difference. You know, I need it. Can people always smell my balls? And then there's there's the crop reviver toner, which I'm not exactly 100% sure what the toner's supposed to do exactly, but I'll tell you what it does do. It makes my balls feel great, slick, feel like tightening up, like they're gonna get a six pack. Your balls will thank you. And I love how Manscaped is trademarked. Your balls will thank you. So I thank you for that, Manscaped. They also sent me these boxer briefs, which I'm wearing right now. And my God, these things are really, really comfortable. I was like, everything's holding up pretty good down there. My balls are feeling good. Already feeling like amazing from getting lawn mowed, mowed lawn mowed downstairs. And the whole thing wraps itself up with the packet. Like it has a travel bag, a little leather travel bag. It says Manscaped on the side. It's pretty nice. Uh, you can put all your stuff in there. And you got to shave your nuts on the go. You know, if you're going to a hotel, you know, you're going to have like a sexy time with the girlfriend or the wife. You want to just trim up. You just bring the manscape thing. She'll know what it's for, but like, she'll appreciate that you're bringing it. I don't know, man. I, I It's if you want to start taking care of yourself and make those guys downstairs feel a lot more slick and smooth, just go to manscaped.com. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping with the code unethical20. I, your balls will thank you. I know it's trademarked, but I'm allowed to say it because I'm part of the team now. So your balls will thank you. Mine are right now. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't really know I needed this until I got it. Now I realize what I've been missing. You know, don't be me. Be you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code unethical20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using code unethical20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Chris also called for an embargo against GameStop from her followers, feeling disheartened by the lack of response she received after sending a very long and non-apologetic apology letter to the local GameStops asking to be unbanned. The, quote, yellow-shirted assistant manager, whom she referred to as her friend in the letter, was in fact now her foe. And fully returning to her previous behavior and stoking the flames of the trolls who were itching for history to repeat itself. I'm going to be honest with you for a second. Um, I, uh, I worked at GameStop for a week. I, that is shocking to me. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fuck you too. Um, I, uh, I, I, there is nothing about that job that would make dealing with Chris worth it. Like that for starters, like, the shit they go through, like, you know, they pay them on like a prepaid debit card. You don't even get a paycheck or like the ability to do anything other than have to try to transfer it from the debit card into your checking account. Wait, what? How is that? Legal? Yeah. I, it's fucking crazy. I have no idea. It's insane. Then on top of that, they like, you, it's like destitute wages, you know? And then the whole thing is fucking managed by children. Like the regional manager might as well be coming in, like licking like a giant fucking cartoon lollipop. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> like, so the fact that like this particular person had to not only just deal with the presence of Chris, but then also being maced by. <laughs> of course they're enemies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I would fucking kill Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Poor fucking GameStop employees.
Yeah, I wonder whatever happened to that guy. He probably killed himself because he works at GameStop. Probably killed himself when he realized he's still making seven dollars an hour and their stock's over three hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when they shorted it. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like, "Are you fucking serious? I make nothing still. I hate this place." <laughs> Chris was once again before her time when she started offering cameos for fifty bucks a pop through her Etsy store. And she did end up making some money this way, especially when she figured out not to release the videos until she'd been paid. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, trolls used this as a way to relive the old days when Chris would post videos doing whatever they told her to. The trolls would often give messages to read their sweethearts that were subtly making fun of Chris. But of course, Chris didn't realize this. One troll got Chris to make a video that was just her saying fuck repeatedly and shaking her tits around. And this got her a strike on YouTube that made her one step closer to tanking her cameo business. <laughs> so YouTube's cracking down on Chris Chan at this point. This is the first time. Chris started 2016 off with a bang by adding her Yep, I'm on TV DVD to her Etsy store and begging strangers online for a PS4 for her birthday in exchange for a $500 credit to the Etsy store. Predictably, Chris was called out for her irresponsible spending habits, and Chris reacted somewhat unpredictably. She took to YouTube and exclaimed that she didn't understand why it upset people, but she apologized for being upsetting, and then asked for it anyway, calling offering the voucher the honest thing. Her followers responded by saying they didn't believe she would actually deliver the voucher, given that her last promise to deliver new Sonichu pages after being given $1,000 failed to manifest. So the day after Chris's 34th birthday, Chris posted a video about how her birthday went. She didn't receive the PS4 she so desperately wanted. Instead, she received several empty gift cards and even a losing lottery ticket that had already been scratched. She tried to keep things light in the video by rambling about a monkey throwing someone off a plane, and it was awkward and it made no sense. However, just 13 days later, on March 7th, Chris claimed she received the PS4, complete with a blue controller and PS4 cam from a follower in Seattle, Washington. Uh, In her first video with this new equipment, for which she dolled right up in her best earrings, My Little Pony shirt, and a denim skirt that was far too small, she complains that the PS4 is just the regular black color, but that's okay because the controller is blue. And within a couple of days, one of the trolls was able to prove that Chris bought the PS4 and gear for herself, and also that she had stolen the name of the so-called fan that purchased it from one of the pornos he was trying to sell on eBay for $1,000 in 2013. The internet never awesome. fucking forgets. <laughs> On March 14th, 2016, Barb was sued by her bank for unpaid debts. Two days later, she was found guilty and fined nearly $5,000. This triggered more internet begging from Chris and inspired her to create a position in her imaginary business for a production assistant. So in exchange for assistance fulfilling orders and someone producing an internet animation series for Sonichu, Chris offered 25% of the profits as well as exclusive access to herself mm. the whole like f- mo- mom getting sued for financial like that's hilarious to me too it's like you bad didn't pay your bills you know what we're, no it'll make you better more bills you know like it's, <laughs> just it's wait till i tell you about nsf fees okay <laughs> i agree that's stupid you don't have enough money i'm gonna charge you a fine so you have to yeah. pay more money for not having money even more money <laughs> like <laughs> You poor yet? No? All right, you will yeah, be. The banks do it here all the time. Same. You, you, insufficient funds. We are now charging you $35 extra because you've got no money in your account. It's like, 
Yeah, I um I was I was so broke uh once that like I just like went into the bank and like just like demanded they stop doing <laughs> I sat down with this dude in like a suit and tie while I was in like my fucking cargo shorts and steel toes on my way to my fucking shitty factory job. And I was like, this is absurd. You know this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no how stupid this is. And they reversed one. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I do that too. I get NSFPs all the time for, and they're like 48 bucks at my bank. And oh so I call God. them and I'm like, I would like to talk to your supervisor. Like immediately yes. as soon as I get them on the phone, I'm like, I already know you're going to say no, get me your supervisor. Cause they'll say yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know what they fucking do too? Like they, uh, they, so normally like, you know how like there's like pending charges and shit. They will reorganize the charges just so that the largest one will wipe out your bank account so that the other ones can come through and then wipe out more fees. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, they did it with my insurance a bunch of times. Every time the insurance oh, comes out, they're like, oh, well, this $14.99 came out after and was what actually pulled you into the red, but we're still going to bounce back your insurance. It's fucking, fucking perfect. Yeah, I, their main job, like these guys, these financial people is to make debt. Like that's mm-hmm. how they make their money, right? Big banks like that. So yep. they just want you to be in debt. Like that is more worth more than actually like, hey, you have a little bit of money. Let's figure out how to make a little bit more with that. Cause they don't, they make pennies off that. They make fucking, anyways, like banks are, big banks are crazy. That's why crypto is taking off, right? Anyways. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Chris said that she was an equal opportunity employer, but specified the candidate must be slim, lesbian, female, and that if they build the company from the ground up together, it could result in romantic exclusivity. So she is sexually harassing employees she doesn't even have yet. (laughs) Willing to scissor. (laughs) Navigate my taint hole. That's a plus. (laughs) Strong taint hole navigating abilities. Three to five years in fingering taint. (laughs) Oh, God. It's unclear how much in donations Chris ended up receiving in total, but Trolls discovered that after her pleas, she purchased a $500 Lego Ghostbuster set, an $80 Transformer action figure set, and a $30 Japanese girlfriend pillow online. She would later introduce this pillow as his waifu and, uh, or as her waifu, and she would hug and kiss the pillow during videos, making revolting moaning noises the whole time. Yeah. Cool. YouTube must have started looking at them and been like, what are we going to do with this? Like, what is going to happen with this? <laughs> this is, my God. My fucking waifu. Are you kidding me? Incredible. If I was really, you get the point. Yeah, we get it. We're good. Yep. Of course, Chris needed more money and couldn't find anyone willing to take her up on her fucking phenomenal sounding job opening. So instead, <laughs> Chris recorded a pitch, a video pitch for Sega to hire her. In this video, she said that if they hired her and gave her creative control over the Sonichu content, she would release the rights to Sonichu as well as Quickville to Sega, and Sega would get 50% of the profits. Her conditions were as follows. $100,000 a year, a senior title, 401k, maternity leave, a secretary, (laughs) a personal assistant, and a corner office, even though she intended to work from home. The secretary and personal assistant must be women, and she wanted to select those women herself. And in any Sonichu media, both Christian and Sonichu must be voiced by Chris. Regular Stan Lee over here. I mean, at 
she knows how to write a contract. What can you uh, say? It's a, uh, that is like an aggressive contract. <laughs> Very like, I've been in the industry for 35 years contract. Not like, I want to work for Nintendo tomorrow contract. <laughs> hey, baby. Shoot, shoot for the stars and maybe you land on the moon, that's, right? I guess that's what they say. The, mater- the maternity life is an interesting one. <laughs> This is going to be a mother one day. Someone's got to bust up inside that taint hole and put a bun in that oven. Stop saying taint hole. <laughs> I refuse that request. <laughs> yeah, we're at taint time right now. I know it's the morning for you and it's like, I haven't eaten breakfast yet. No talk, taint talk till breakfast is over. But we're we're in taint time right now. It's like... Okay. <laughs> yeah, Christy, respect our time zones. Our taint time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ETT, Eastern taint time. Yeah, that... Didn't go anywhere. Chris was not, in fact, hired by Sega. Let's jump back to the lesbian couple trolls that I mentioned before. Yes, I would like to hear more. These trolls somehow convinced Chris in late May to send them a video demonstrating her sexual prowess. Based on the things that Chris says in the video about being okay with trying anal if they bleach their assholes, I believe the goal was to convince the lesbian couple that want his baby to have a threesome with him. And Chris actually ended up releasing the video himself after another troll showed up playing a competitor for the honor of fathering the lesbians' baby. This man also sent her a similar video, both included blow-up dolls. And Chris then created a site where people could vote on whose video was sexier, but then took it down when the competitor was very clearly in the lead. (laughs) (laughs) The pettiest shit. (laughs) I'm not winning. I mean, what is he going to do? Let him win? Come on. Boots on the ground, Chris. Hand out flyers, just like you did for Parappa the Rappa Master Onion Chop Chop Rap Way Too Video Long Name Video Game Sound. So between March and June, Chris ran into a number of problems with her Etsy store after several negative reviews and a large backlog of unfinished orders. Etsy banned Chris from selling until all orders had been fulfilled. And Chris then decided to expand her store over to Zazzle, where she would also sell t-shirts and other merchandise that would be fulfilled by a third party. Chris claimed that she needed the money for medication for her old and ailing mother. Chris uploaded a video with Barb, where Barb literally just sat there staring at Chris, like like she wasn't all there in the head. It was creepy, honestly. She's going through enough, too, with her husband dying and Chris being that, and he probably to a, a relative degree like i'm not saying obviously not fully this but like he probably kept him in check a bit or her in check a bit you know and plus she didn't have to deal with him all the time he would deal with it part of the time so like she's probably like like that video and me picturing her just like i don't know what to do anymore you know i'm done <laughs> so well, I, I i imagine that that bob and barb were were codependent and that that kind of shit like irreparably fucks people up like when they die it doesn't matter how old they are i mean because you can always say that like when someone's old enough and they lose their partner and sad or whatever but like that codependency just turns that person insane like yeah yeah for sure it's enough to fuck you up yeah there is that i don't know the video was just like very unsettling she didn't blink the entire video i checked it was weird Counted. <laughs> flies landing on her eyeballs and crawling honestly around. that house was so fucking full of bed bugs and all kinds of shit there probably was after this video there was severe backlash from chris's followers who blamed chris's reckless spending for barb not being able to afford her medication they also called for a wellness check on barb but nothing came of that she was it was followed up on and she was found to be fine just old she was found to be old 
<laughs> Chris then lashed out over their financial struggles by firing shots at her half-brother, Joseph Cole Smithy, um, who was now a wealthy movie critic, and he had never once offered them any financial help. She also lashed out at her followers, blaming them for her, her mother, and her pets starving because they won't give her money to buy any of the crap she's selling online. And Chris decided to take it one step further to make money and released a video ad for her services as a sexual partner, charging $50 for a cuddle, and in true Sharon Lapotka fashion, $100 for anything else except anal. She took a very hard stance against anal. The video, by the way, was filmed from overhead as Chris laid on her bed, cuddling her waifu pillow and squeezing her itty bitty titties. Oh, and smacking her ass in a tiny denim skirt. Don't forget fingering her tangle. That was not in this particular video. Okay, so you remember how I told you that Chris used subliminal frequency videos to spontaneously grow a vagina? Okay. It worked. How could I forget? <laughs> she believed that by listening to those sounds, she had been growing her, quote, inner labia, or her unbirthable vagina, which formed inside your taint underneath the skin. So basically, you grow a pussy under there, and then when you release the pussy, you are a hermaphrodite with, like, a vagina in between your balls and your butthole release the pussy (laughs) i'm just thinking about lord of the rings chris had been listening to these videos for about two years by this time and during that time had been lord of the tanks lord of the tanks anyways keep going (laughs) (laughs) and during that time had been feeling her taint believing that the inner labia had been growing and she could feel it under there. And so remember, that's where the piercing was. So it probably didn't feel normal, but it was probably scar tissue. But one night, Chris had a few drinks and he decides that it is time to unleash the pussy. <laughs> Release the tank! Release the pussy! So she takes a knife and she slices her taint open. Oh, and man. she then took a photo and posted it online. And I'll be honest, it did kind of look like a vagina. My first period. Wrong kind of blood, you fuck. <laughs> now she uh, has a taint hole, uh, RJ. I love how, like, <laughs> yeah, I love how, like, we're all smiling and Christy's about to pass out. <laughs> I'm about to pass out from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy's trying to hide away in her hoodie and just erase all of this. I'm sorry, just and we're like, <laughs> I'm Richard's just like, release the pussy. Like the amount of shit that we have talked about on this podcast, and this is the honestly the most disturbing shit I've heard. Thanks, that RJ. Is, that is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> she said for scissor now. She's ready for scissor now. She's not a well man, yeah. Christy. so chris posts this photo online and announces that her inner labia had burst forth all on its own (laughs) because she was ready to be a true woman (laughs) oh man the trolls were obviously extremely concerned uh that chris was so delusional that she wouldn't give up until she got a serious infection and died 
So they bombarded her with messages, emails, phone calls, and videos begging her to go to the hospital. And Chris responded by lying about visiting a doctor and then later claiming the photo was a hoax and another failed attempt to troll the trolls. And finally, Chris couldn't handle the pain anymore and went to see a doctor. And I assume at that time it was stitched up and Chris refused to discuss it any further online. So bye-bye, vagina. Yeah, it does look like surprisingly Doesn't it? Right? Yeah. Weird, isn't it? I don't even know why I'm looking this up, but it's just, it's because I'm, I'm, I have to see it from a, a, a like a nurse's point of view. I, I didn't. To. I just enjoyed seeing it. You just enjoyed seeing it? I did. It was one of, it was one of the more pleasant photos I actually saw in this entire adventure. Taint wound labia, not safe for work. Oh my God, that's disgusting. Admit it, Christy. It's kind of hot. Yeah, that's not the one that looks a lot like a vulva, though. You just want to shove your face all up in that, don't you? Get Bo in here. I can't even figure out what the, where, what the, what? This is just so confusing to me. How, what, where is that? (laughs) I don't even know where that is. The balls are in his hand. Yeah, the balls kind of look like the, the pubis mound, but it's, it's not. It's just balls. Right. Because, I mean, it literally looks like he could have just, like, sliced his elbow open. Oh, I don't know. What is this? That's, no. You're wrong, Celeste. That does not look hot. Mm. Oh, there's more than one photo. Awesome. Oh, stop. That one looks more like a vagina, though. Okay, now I get it. Okay, so, yeah. Right. All right, everybody caught up? Beautiful. I'm <gasps> yeah, thank you. Thank we'll you post that. We'll post that in the show notes. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, don't bother. I just just have your subscribers give me their addresses and I'll mail them. For With bags of your hair and a little handwritten certificate of no. authenticity. <laughs> he could have just honestly, if he wanted to get his way at GameStop, he didn't need pepper spray. You just show them that picture. Like, oh, take <laughs> Yeah, dude, they it's a bad job. It's just like <laughs> do whatever you want, color in Sonic's on. I don't care. <laughs> Not worth stopping someone over. In August, Barb was again sued by another bank for unpaid debts. And around the same time, Chris was also fined for failing to license the family dogs. Barb ended up being fined sixteen thousand dollars for this in September. Interestingly, though, this did not result in Chris begging for more money. So she apparently was receiving steady enough income from her personalized videos for the time being. Uh, however, Chris was also listing various items from their home for sale on eBay at the same time, not having much luck selling any of it. On August 10th, Chris shared an article on Facebook about a mother and son being arrested for their incestuous relationship. And she shared her opinion on the matter in this post. Chris had this to say about the article. I will read this to you verbatim because I think it's important. To clarify my thoughts and feelings on the topic below, I am talking specifically about the mother and son in the shared article here, as well for anyone else who has. I, personally, have never done anything like that with my mother, father, or any blood relative. I have a few things to say in response to this article. Firstly, the child was over 18, and surely the mother has talked it out with him beforehand. The child might have had social problems, or a situation where socializing or going out to socialize with other people was a greater difficulty financial situation to prevent paying someone else to come over and help out in the situation. Moreover, it was the lifelong affections between parent and child. 
Also, the mother probably could not bear any ovum or children anymore. Anyhow, who among everyone in this world has not had a dream of having sex with one of their parents? Never acting on them ever, I myself did have dreams of having sex with my mother. Although incest is quite a controversial topic, but there are circumstances where there would not be much harm as one may think, feel, or believe. The child is over 18. The mother is unable to have any more children at the time. Birth control and protection is available and can be used. In a case of father slash daughter, birth control definitely should be used anyhow. Also, consider if the child is adopted, not as much biological. Plus, this offers a chance for better teaching the child how to better satisfy eventual partners. The school can only teach them from books, not so much practice. And nobody wants to end up being a 20 or 30 plus year old virgin. I know, that is a huge enduring pain. Unless the sex act was abusive, hurtful, or would result in an unwanted birth of a physical or mental challenged child, I would not judge or persecute the parent and child. I would encourage the child to socialize more, maybe make it easier for the child to meet more people his slash her age. Do not send the mother and son to jail. Wow. Yeah, like I've I've never done this at all, but like but like in the event that this happens, we should totally make it legal. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I've never done it, but this should be very very legal and okay with everyone. Even though I've never done it. Uh, commenters urged Chris not to consider incest because the irreparable emotional scarring is harmful. And Chris responded, quote, I have not and I would not. <laughs> you have and you did. <laughs> and I think the lie detector test has proven that was a lie. Yeah, you have and you did. Guaranteed. Chris was bamboozled into a few interviews during this time and she was able to handle them with tact, avoiding topics she found distressing and remaining firm with her interviewers when they tried to discuss those subjects. She also adopted a stray cat born near her home after discovering it had lost part of its paw somehow and then rushing it to the vet to get emergency surgery. And definitely not having sex with it, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> My mom either. I mean, anybody's yeah. mom. <laughs> <laughs> Over time, it seems like Chris is really like growing up and maturing in some ways, but also not at all in other ways. Like she's still entitled, but she's more like self-aware. I think, which this is just what I gathered from the interviews that she was doing. She was just, she handled them well. I think this goes into what we were saying in the, like the first episode. Like, I think some of this is leaning into it, right? Like, I feel like you're starting to get aware and starting to lean into it more. Maybe I, I just, that last part does not go with what I'm saying. That is not leaning into it. That is just, you're fucked. But I mean, like, I don't know that big contract that he has or she asked for, that, I feel like that's, everyone knows I'm going to do something stupid. I'm just going to go over the top of it. Or is it just him being, I don't know, or her being crazy. I'm going to have a hard time with this whole time. I'm sorry. Chris went to Facebook after she rescued the cat to thank everyone who had purchased video dedications and sent donations over the last few weeks as they were able to save enough to help be able to afford the treatment for her new cat, which she called Sorbet. Chris's next big meltdown came upon Trump becoming president of the United States. Chris was a big supporter of Hillary Clinton, owning one of her woman cards and frequently commenting on Facebook how Trump would ruin the country and that America needed a woman's touch. When asked about it point blank during a phone interview with a troll, Chris revealed she knew absolutely nothing about either's platform and only cared about their genitals. When Trump won the election, Chris took to Facebook with her slogan, Eid Pumert Eid, which was die Trump die spelled backwards. 
She shared several treasonous tweets, videos, and posts calling for Trump and Pence to be assassinated before he was sworn in, pausing only briefly to post a long list of toys she wanted people to send her for Christmas and to beg for money to pay for her homeowner's tax. Well, you got to have your priorities lined up, right? I mean... You can't you can't let things fall by the way at the beginning of her anti-Trump videos, like a disclaimer, she would also plead the fifth, which makes no sense. Uh, Near the end of 2016, Chris set up a Patreon to help with the finances at home. But of course, she forgot about the part where you actually offer people something to pay for and just assumed that it was just people giving you money. Uh, On the first day, she gained five patrons, but she quickly went down to three. And Chris wasn't making enough money, and she had basically abandoned her online store at this point, so she chose instead to sell more of her late father's items, mostly his expensive stamp collection, which was likely far more valuable than Chris realized. Chris did catch a windfall shortly after this when a troll inquired about buying a paper mache Sonic the Hedgehog totem that Chris had made in art class in middle school. Uh, The troll had seen it in the background of several of Chris's videos. The troll wasn't serious about it, of course, but Chris thought maybe if she listed it on eBay, someone would be. And sure enough, it was purchased by a legitimate buyer for $1,500. Chris quickly spent $400 of that on a necklace to replace the one that Barb had pawned to pay off her debts because he values stuff over survival 100% of the time, even when it's not his stuff. (laughs) He hasn't died yet, so survival's been winning. Chris then failed to ship the totem in a timely manner, either due to laziness or because she couldn't actually part with it, and got her eBay locked down until she sent it, which she finally did. Uh, In early 2017, Chris live-streamed a video asking for more money after the $1,500 was gone, saying that she'd spent it on materials for her newest Skylander figurine project and other things that she would not be divulging because that is personal information, unlike her address and her phone number and all that other stuff. In this video, Barb walks in the background and tells Chris that they need more cat food. And for the first time in a long while, you actually see like a natural interaction between the two, which wasn't what I was expecting based on earlier videos and reports. They spoke to each other very kindly when he told her to smile for the camera. She wasn't the little spitfire she used to be with the trolls on the phone. She just smiled and said goodbye and left. And they seem to have a good relationship despite the house, you know, having like being a straining environment with the hoarding and the financial stress and stuff. But Chris released another video later where he was angry about trolls donating less than a dollar. And her behavior was closer to what I did expect, where she stood over Barb and told her what to say to the viewers to beg for money. And Barb obliged, even though she must have known it was impolite and borderline pathetic. Followers were quick to accuse Chris of elder abuse, though nothing ever came of that. Okay, so Chris is back looking for ways to make money. Her next scheme was to sell the the iconic Chris Chan shirt via eBay. For any of the listeners who remember, for several years, Chris wore the same shirt every day with her Sonichu medallion, the black and red rugby shirt with the gold stamp over the left breast. This is the shirt that Chris Chan Sonichu wears in the comic book, and it's also the shirt the hero of the Aspertu series wears over the course of the comic series. (laughs) It was the shirt he wore when he was arrested for the first time, it was the shirt he wore when he drew the Sonichu comics. It was the shirt he wore in his very first YouTube video. The shirt had survived love, loss, fire, and water in its 14-year history. And it was looking a little bit worse for wear. It had a few holes and it was badly stained. The edges were frayed. Well, at least, at least it smelled good, right? <laughs> Mercifully, we'll never know. Chris vowed to use a portion of the income that she made from the shirt to restore it to its former glory. 
She had originally planned to have professional cleaners and tailors repair the shirt, but she revealed that after she did some shopping around that every business she went to told her the shirt was beyond hope. So Chris took it upon herself to restore the shirt. Chris completed the restoration in May of 2017, and she was very proud of her effort. The collar was still badly stained, but she did mend seemingly all of the holes in it. But selling it was another matter. The trolls kept boosting up the bids into the tens of thousands of dollars and then not paying, and no one ever ended up buying it. But Chris could be seen wearing it in several videos later on. So the shirt made a comeback. So he actually, he had found this shirt like in a wet box from when the house fire happened, and then they put out the fire. Yeah. So why they kept any of that shit, I have no idea. Because you can't get rid of it. Well, it's perfectly good stuff. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Throw it away? Right. I forgot just for a minute about the hoarding. Yeah. The, these <laughs> these stacks of newspapers are going to be useful in five years. I mean, now that they're waterlogged, it's nice because they all stick together in giant moldy blocks. So you can just move them as one obelisk. Well, they're already useful, actually. The dogs don't go outside. Perfect. Yeah, they can't go outside covered in newspapers like that. Exactly. Here you are bringing your dog out for a walk like a chump when you should have been just saving up your newspapers like a smart person. Yeah, and then they won't go anywhere. You pin them underneath a huge stack of them. Yeah, it's a win, 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 win. Damn, you guys are so brilliant. (laughs) I'm fully aware. Thank you. You should be. Are you gets today? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let Let me practice my rig. (laughs) it's almost perfect (laughs) the accuracy okay on june 30th chris finally completed sonichu book 11 which she had been working on for eight years and fans have been demanding and paying for chris released it on her patreon as a way to get extra income which very briefly worked until it was leaked publicly by one of the patrons out of necessity chris started working on sonichu 12 and releasing it a page or two at a time on her patreon so Chris was overdue for a troll battle, but that was corrected when she developed a crush on digital artists that went by screen name Doopy Doo Over in 2017. Now this happened over Twitter, and due to the nature of Twitter, all of Chris's interactions with her were very public, and the trolls were quick to ambush Doopy Doo Over with a flood of links, warnings, and mockery for her pleasant reactions to Chris's flirting. Doopy Doo Over eventually made an announcement that she had been following Chris Chan since 2007 and knew all about her history. She said that Chris had never been anything but polite to her and had paid her for a couple of commissions. So she treated her like she would treat any other paying customer, regardless of her history. Uh, In the post, she told people that she was, quote, not invested enough to really care about Chris's history and a big girl that can take care of herself. Chris was quick to jump to her defense, slamming the trolls for continuing to bring up the past that she was working so hard to move on from. And this was a common theme with Chris on Twitter. She would tweet at people and then a troll would jump in with a link to one of Chris's past videos. Chris quickly started supporting three of Doopy Doo Over's Patreon pages and the polite tweets began getting more and more forward, including adding heart emojis and calling Doopy pet names like Cutie and Darling. And Doopy finally ended up confronting Chris after she tagged her in a post for National Girlfriends Day. The confrontation started simply with, you don't know me, Chris. And Chris tried to argue that they knew each other online, which totally counted. And I agree because y'all are my best buddies. That's true. And Doopy responded that the pet names and the flirting made her uncomfortable. And she asked Chris to stop. And instead of agreeing, Chris said it wasn't her fault she wears her heart on her sleeve. And Doopy got very blunt at this point, telling Chris she was disappointed that Chris was pledging three of her Patreons when a few days before Chris had been asking for more donations for Barb. 
So Doopy asked Chris to stop pledging her Patreons and give that money to her mother instead. Chris said, no, we're doing fine financially now. And another Twitter user interjected saying Chris would let Barb die someday because she only cares about toys and emotional validation. Chris blocked the user and abandoned the conversation at that point. They're on to me. <laughs> They're on to somebody, but not me. No. Yeah. Doopy sent Chris an email telling her she could no longer accept her pledges and asking her to stop publicly tweeting to her. Chris reacted to this rejection by posting a new video in classic Chris style, threatening the trolls if they don't stop harassing the people she talks to. Chris started the hashtag, hashtag harass quick directly, hoping to stop the trolls from ruining her relationships with people online and focus their ire on her instead. Shortly after, another complete stranger was tagged in the National Girlfriend's Day post, and she also asked her to remove the tag as she was being harassed now too. Chris responded, of course, quote, I will, darling. And the trolls were quick to point out that Chris hadn't learned a thing about being creepy towards women online, and Chris responded to every single one, calling them her new favorite insults, uncouth cads. <laughs> okay. Roasted, I guess? I don't know. She was watching a lot of like British TV at this point. Mm. Uh, in one tweet interaction, a user told Chris that Doopy was not her friend and that Chris should stop telling people to leave her friend alone. Chris responded by saying they were friends. All Doopy said was that they weren't close yet. And Doopy dropped in on this string of tweets to say that Chris was not her friend and that she wanted her to leave her alone. Due to frustration, perhaps Doopy made an account on the Quickie Forum, Home of the Trolls, where she leaked all of the private emails between her and Chris, some of which were sexually explicit due to the references of uh, pornographic illustrations that Doopy created on one of her Patreons. Chris created a second Twitter as well, which she would use to pose as a fan and defend herself in tweets about her. And the trolls could immediately tell that it was Chris based on the unique way that Chris types. But uh, through their pointless obsessive snooping, they were also able to confirm it by trying to change the password on the account and discovering it was linked to an email that Chris had once mentioned in an email like 10 years before. Wow. These people have no life. It baffles. Just to fuck with one guy like or girl or whatever. But I feel bad. That's their life, too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm torn on this guy in ways, but I, like, obviously, he's a piece of shit. But or she's a piece of shit. Like, fuck, you spend your whole life making fun of this guy. That's like that's dedication obviously you're gonna feel like shit you're gonna do shitty things mm. yeah no i mean that's absolutely accurate i yeah I, I agree realistically they're no better than chris they just have a, a less not even less just a different mental illness that allows them to function and go incognito in society but they they pick on him because they also you're right have no lives yeah so you're the same person you just are he's just genuine or she's just fucking like very out there willing to deal with you which it's sad really it is very sad it's, it's i agree richard chris chris is very brave and and easily the hero in this story and no matter the circumstances uh well no that's what i'm saying he's obviously a piece of shit too there's like there's both no, sides no of it. no no you said you said paragon of society i heard the words come out of your mouth oh yes that's exactly yeah 100 percent. that's what i heard when chris was confronted with the information that the trolls knew that she was behind the second account she continued to deny that they were the same person even going so far as to share screenshots of messages that the two accounts had exchanged the dedication that chris put into clapping back at twitter trolls resulted in a delay in the new sonichi pages on her patreon and Chris naturally refused to accept any responsibility for this, saying that she needed time to recover from the emotional abuse. 
Chris spent several hours during this time watching videos of oral beats that were supposed to cause telekinesis and clairvoyance. And she actually reached out to an illusionist and asked him to train her. And he basically told her to fuck off and get a life. <sighs> Chris took a break from Twitter drama to attend BronyCon 2017, where she was photographed by trolls, interacting with other attendees who described their experiences with her on the Quickie forums. For the most part, the trolls said the same thing. She was outgoing, but cringy. She played the high-functioning autistic card. She complained about the trolls and that the voice actors were kind to her, but treated her like a child. Uh, one video was released of Chris at a group dance, dancing with an invisible Magichan Sonichu, which is another character from the Sonichu series. Chris later said that the convention was the most love she had felt in her entire life. And like Richard was saying, I kind of admire Chris for being able to go out into the world by herself for a weekend, like not knowing what to expect and just being okay with it. I could never do that. Fucking racist. You're right. I got out of hand just there. <laughs> Chris apparently found enough inspiration and self-fulfillment at BronyCon that she released a letter confessing she was behind the second Twitter account. And she had gotten the idea from My Little Pony in an episode where they get famous and get harassed. She announced that she controlled how she reacted to the trolls and she would no longer let them spoil her happiness. And everything that happens after this determined that was a lie. Yeah, isn't that like the fourth time she said that? Like, didn't she say that like a couple times before? Uh, the trolls aren't bugging me anymore. I don't care. I'm just going to go outside. I'm in control of how I react to these things. I've learned yeah. my lesson. I'm a normal she- guy that wears <laughs> tattoo sleeves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I believe it. Okay. Chris was quickly back up to her old bullshit when she responded to another female artist on Twitter, Lady of the Cosmo, calling her Deer. And the artist shut that shit down real fast. Uh, Chris responded by telling her that dear and darling are neutral terms and that she should be able to say them without people getting upset because she was kind and compassionate. Chris then posted a handwritten letter saying that people not accepting the neutral terms of dear or darling were really chapping her nads, claiming that if Tallulah Bankhead were alive today, she would never put up with such disrespectful responses. Do you guys know who that is? I was going to say, who's a Tallulah Bankhead? (laughs) She's a, she's a um, actress. Yeah, I had to look her up. The 40s, 50s? You're that old? For the listeners who don't know, like I did before I looked it up, she was a lesbian actress, most popular in the 1920s. That Oh, yeah. She had a unique gravelly voice and frequently called people darling. She was actually more famous for her absolute train wreck of the fall from fame than she was for her actual fame. Her fall included drugs, alcohol, a whole bunch of very weird sex stuff. Orson Welles was quoted as saying she was, quote, the most sensational case of the aging process being unkind. I'll never forget how awful she looked at the end and how beautiful she looked at the beginning. Fuck that. Orson Welles is that. Kind of, yeah. Tulula Bank had died in 1968 from double pneumonia. And her alleged last words were codeine bourbon. Nice. Nice. Fuck yes. Yeah. That lady rocks. Yeah. So she was kind of like... Chris, I think, remembered for her behavior rather than her talent. So Lady of the Cosmo dragged Chris in a series of tweets about her creepy behavior and her refusal to accept that people asking you to stop is more important than you wanting to continue. Chris then blocked her and used her second account, which she'd already outed as fake, to post messages of support for Chris, calling people darling. Uh, The trolls had a great laugh with this, but one of Chris's friends reached out via Facebook to explain to her exactly what was wrong with her behavior and urging her to think for a while before responding anymore. 
And Chris didn't do that. He instead, or she instead continued stonewalling the trolls, refusing to back down on calling other users darling, as well as defending her woman childness in relation to her money and her hoard of children's toys. The ongoing feud resulted in Chris being blocked by two of the voice actors of her favorite show, My Little Pony. And Chris believed that it was the trolls that caused it, calling herself the kind and compassionate hero and the trolls the villains. One user humorously responded to this by saying, if you murdered someone, you would say the trolls did it. During this phase, Chris constantly referred to herself as compassionate and kind, which I think this series has kind of proven isn't really the case. No, that's that's for sure. Maybe someone said that like at the brony con or something you know like you're compassionate yeah that's the name that's the name of some of the ponies compassionate and kind and they thought they thought chris was yeah, she's dressed up like a brony. <laughs> hey compassionate oh, or is it kind on september 7th 2017 chris posted for the first time in quite a while that she was sad about not having a sweetheart yet and many of the comments were about how chris doesn't really try and needs to focus more on loving herself for who she is before she drags some other woman into her mess one of the comments, however, was from a longtime Facebook friend named Jessica, who said only, we need to talk. Shortly after this, Jessica and Chris announced on Facebook that they were in a complicated relationship. Chris also confirmed this later on her YouTube channel and did the whole talking in a baby talk and cringe shit that she always did when she thought she loved someone. And Jessica actually seemed to be genuine. Like, she wasn't a troll. She was an actual woman that he met through Facebook didn't have anything to do with the quickie this was actually like his first relationship or her first relationship pardon me but the trolls still bombarded jessica and tried to get her to admit that she was just fucking with chris chris quickly caused some trouble with jessica when she posted that one of the my little pony voice actresses was cute and jessica called her out on it saying just remember you're mine after this it was just much back and forth of gooey love shit and Interestingly, Jessica did try to make Chris gain weight and get bigger breasts, which based on Jessica's Facebook history may have been part of her fetishizing BBW women. And like I said, this is not a troll. This is actually just someone kind of like him. However, Jessica dumped Chris on September 26, 19 days later, after it was revealed that Chris had made a third Twitter account, which she was using to follow and comment on female creators' posts. Chris then made his temporary profile video a video of her crying into her pillow, begging Jessica not to leave her. The two apparently made it work when Chris unfollowed and unsubscribed from all female content creators. And Chris then <laughs> expressed regret that she had been forced into abandoning these creators because of course she did. Oh no, Chris Chan's not going to sexually harass me on the internet anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, within a few weeks, Jessica's Facebook account had been deactivated, leaving Chris highly distressed and yelling at the camera on YouTube for her to contact him. Jessica did reach out the following day and told her she had to deactivate her account because the harassment from the trolls had started affecting her professionally and that it wouldn't have happened if Chris had just left it alone and ignored the trolls, like everyone all the time has been telling him forever. Jessica said she couldn't continue dealing with the fallout and told Chris she was ending the relationship again. Chris then, of course, posted the message stream on Facebook, calling out the trolls for ruining his relationship, not leaving it alone as per usual. And then she took it a little further with a very animated YouTube video in which she screams every word at a decibel that is literally painful and sobs horrendously before holding her outstretched hands to the camera and curse yay hamehaing the viewers. That is the ultimate betrayal. You know how many respect points you used to have for the 
Uh, check. So many. Jessica reached out to Chris and said that she would be there for her as a friend, but couldn't deal with the drama anymore. And Chris decided that Jessica was the enemy now, posting about how she's missing out and that if anything happened to Chris, it would be Jessica's fault. And Chris immediately resumed obsessing over Doopy Doover's content publicly. Oh, I just wanted to mention, because uh, she's always doing other stuff, but one noteworthy thing right around the end of 2017, she uh, did a guest on a podcast. I can't remember what the podcast was called right now, and I didn't write it down. But one of the things that they asked her was what her biggest regret was. So I want to ask you guys, if you were Christian, what would your biggest regret be? Oh, Jesus. Probably not buying a Nintendo Switch day one because of the shortages of them in 2017. Okay. Not getting the entire medallion in my newfound vagina before it had to be fixed. Okay. Um, that mullet haircut. All really good answers. Do you guys want to try like actual answers? Like actual shit that Chris did that like you think that he could look back on? Cut- and- cutting my fucking, cutting myself open. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Mine was the closest to what reality is probably. Maybe. Spraying, spraying the, the pepper spray. Okay, also a good one. Killing my own father. Oops, did I say that on this podcast out loud? Okay. All right. I would say my biggest regret, if I was Chris Chan, would be falling for all the catfishes, I think would be mine. Never just not talking. Well, those are all very good, insightful answers, especially you, RJ. Thank you. Chris's was that she had spent $11 on a chocolate cake from Walmart and she could not eat the cake after she had ripped ass on it. <laughs> the cake fart. And that was her biggest regret, farting on an $11 cake so that she couldn't eat it. That cake haunts her dreams at night. Is that what she meant, though? No, that is what she meant. She means she couldn't wow. eat it? Or yes. not that she made the video no. and everyone trolled her for it? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. But, Whatever. but the, the Nintendo Switch and killing her own father were, were number two and three, right? No. In a video shortly after this, she did have a slightly <laughs> more noble answer, saying that she regretted ending her old YouTube videos with the phrase, stay straight. She said she wished that she had ended them by telling the viewers to love themselves for who they are. But mostly the cake thing. But only if you're slim and white and, and without a boyfriend. <laughs> only, you love yourself, but only under those conditions. Love yourself. Unless you're, unless you're, what is it? Unless you're married or black, then you can love yourself. Everyone else, <laughs> you can kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unethical Podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethical, the official Unethical Podcast group. If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of season one will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from season two. On the fence about it, have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy! Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Bye.
Easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the Dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Oh.